probably defended as poorly as we have all year for that 20 minutes. Um, well, I thought most of the day it was looking vulnerable, and in the third quarter it just broke open. You know they they were very good at getting the ball to the open side of the ground um, and and producing some some really good things from kick-ins and also from the from the back half. You know I think they kicked four of their goals on turnover from the back half. So that's very unlike the way we've been playing and something that we'll obviously review and get better at. Demons coach Simon Goodwin giving that all too familiar speech about we'll go back to the drawing board and get better at it. Is it as simple as that? Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail. My name is Tim and I'm sure as all Melbourne supporters are feeling out there, a terrible, terrible feeling of disappointment after what was an absolutely gutless third quarter in which we really unraveled all our hard work and those last three weeks and all this momentum building was pretty much shot to pieces and our inability to adapt to the game that was happening there. In what was such a highly contested game in the first half, Dee seemed to get the upper hand towards the end of that second quarter. We went into the main break looking pretty good and feeling pretty good about ourselves. I would think that we knew that we were in still for a big test in that third quarter. And as we heard at the start of the pod, Goody summed it up pretty well as that's as poorly as we've defended in the entire year. And in that disastrous third quarter, we just allowed the Bulldogs to play exactly to their strengths and give them anything that they wanted up the ground, which is entirely disappointing. Even though we had a little bit of fight back towards the end, our skills and execution, again, let us down in what was an utterly disappointing result in a game, really, where our reputation was on the line. Everyone had hyped up the game to be the game of the round, to really see where do the Ds sit? Are we any good? And unfortunately, that 20 minutes, whilst we stood up for probably the rest of it, that 20 minutes really showed how vulnerable we were and showed that if we come up against a quality side that's willing to take risks, then we couldn't adapt to their game style and we couldn't we couldn't respond. And that was our demise. So to help me review the game and look at the things that I liked and the things that I didn't like this week, I have a little bit reluctantly invited my good friend Steph to join me on, who has kindly taken a step away from constantly emailing Mitch Wallace about how he keeps his hair perm so perfectly and how that adds to his goal kicking. Steph, how are you going? Oh, Tim, I'm a bit upset. He hasn't replied to me yet. So, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'll probably be better than you this weekend on, a, on this Monday. But, yeah, if Mitch could get back to me, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, look, we're going to start off with, we'll, we'll quickly, we'll bounce off going through things each about things that we liked about the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start, given that it's a D's podcast, but there wasn't. it was a bit hard to find things that I liked in the game, but I think this man was just consistent throughout the whole game and really carried on from where he left off from where he's been this entire season, and that is our Defensive Player of the Year, to use an NBA term, in Stephen May. He just <laughs> single-handedly, I think, negated any sort of impact that your tall forwards uh, really had yeah. on the game. He, his his timing uh, is just, it, it's impeccable. I think that his ball, you see, he might not have had a lot of the ball, but just the way that he's been able to push up the ground when when necessary and his timing and spoiling and his, and his leadership up that end of the ground, it's it's just really great to see that we're getting some reward for the pick that we, that we, uh, that we yeah. gave up for him. I know that, you know, he obviously had his dramas last year with the off-field incidents and, and his fitness and whatnot, but... I just really hope that the D's capitalise on having a player of his worth at his age in the next few years because if we don't, it's just yeah. it's just a waste to be honest. So I'm, Solid I, I loved I loved his game. Uh, easily best on for me. 
But uh, well done, Maisie. You didn't hold your head after that game. But what about you, Steffi? What are one of the things that you liked? Other than Mitch Wallace and his perm, I'm going to go with our our third quarter, Tim. And we spoke about this earlier. It was just um, it was great. It, we, it was anyone's game at halftime. It was could go either way. There was a kick or two in it, and it was great pressure both sides. It was a great game to watch. But our third quarter, we just came out and and just I think it was four out of our six goals were scored from the back half, and it was just. It was, it was exciting to watch, and, and yeah, our third quarter just came out ready to go and, and took it away from there. Yeah, it certainly did. Ripped, ripped the game apart with that lapse of uh, concentration for the Ds there in that 20 minutes, yeah. and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later about things that I probably didn't like so much about the game. But one other thing that I that I really liked about the Ds game, and again, it was, I think, besides the 20 minutes that you know is going to be much, much publicised and much talked about, I actually think that the the remaining three quarters were pretty solid for a game that was always going to be hotly contested against a really good opposition. And I just purely that first half where we saw a game, those first two quarters stuck in two different halves of, of, of the field. Uh, yeah. That first that first quarter stuck in the dogs forward 50, but we managed to withstand it without leaking too many goals. Second quarter was, was really flipped the other way where it was stuck in the D's for a vast majority of that second quarter. And we were able to at least hold on to that pressure and, and, and have some forward pressure in there to be able to capitalise on that in that last five or six minutes where we, we managed to snag a couple of goals and and really kind of have the upper hand only ever so slightly, but at least have a bit of confidence going into the main break. But I, I really liked the first half of us. I think we, we with, yeah. withstood the pressure uh, from from the dogs. It was, it was always going to be that way. But also just a quick couple of mentions for a couple of players. Jack Vining, I thought, was fantastic. And in a really probably quietish game for, for our midfield, uh, which I didn't think capitalised on your, let's say, interesting ruck tactics for the game. Yeah, I'll get to that later. Yeah, but, absolutely. And also my man, Adam Tomlinson, who I pinpointed <laughs> last week about somebody that needed a big week and that was on thin ice. He, he had... He didn't put a foot wrong in that sense, and, and statistically he didn't actually. He, he actually was 100% with his disposal efficiency and off his 14 disposals, but I thought mm. I watched him, you know, with poison and was really happy with his game. So well done, Tom. Yeah. I think you've, you've, you've earned yourself your spot for another <laughs> week. <laughs> but what about what, was, what yeah, was something else for you that you liked? That's funny to me you say that, actually, because we did speak about Tomlinson and Jason Johannesson, and I, I had a chuckle halfway through the game thinking, these boys must have hurt us <laughs> because JJ, JJ, I was happy with JJ too. He, he, did, he did well. So that was something I was happy with, but... I know there's one player that, um, you know, has, has had a bit of a rough trot this, this season in and out personal reasons, but Lockie Hunter's work rate on the weekend I was very, very happy with. So I thought he, he played really well and him and Bont together. There's a ripper uh, handball bounce into the ground up to Bont and Pally straight to my man, Mitchie Wallace, and another beautiful goal from him. So Hunter, yeah, shout out to Lockie Hunter. Okay, so now with the things that I didn't like, and as Maisie put it at the uh, at the top here, the things that I'm pretty pissed off because we didn't, it just wasn't good enough, uh, which there was a lot about that in that third quarter, and that's really what I'm going to talk about really briefly. But as I said, going into the going into the break with a with a full head of steam, and and I think feeling pretty good about ourselves. Uh, but yeah, coming out of that third quarter, absolutely flat as attack, and I don't think I've seen. I don't know whether it's uh, coaching accountability. I don't know if it's the players not adjusting to the game situation quick enough, but just the fact that we had no answers for your transition of the ball 
you know, the easiest goals that you guys were, were getting through was from, from kick-ins where there seemed to be no resistance from the from the defence whatsoever. And, you know, watching players, and I'm sure you'll talk about them later, but watching players like Crozier and Daniels and Williams just moving that ball. And as soon we had no answer for the switch. Every time you switch the ball, you just moved it to the fat side of the ground and bang, you know, like you're in the forward 50. And, I mean, a huge stat that sort of stood out for me was that, in that, I think whether it was, I think it was the third quarter or whether it's the entire game, but there was five goals from turnovers in the back half, and that's so us turning the ball over in the back half, and then being, you know, and the ball just being swing shot forward. That's where we, you know, that's where we lost the game, and we just we didn't look like we wanted to be there. I don't know. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know what happened. It was a brain fade for twenty minutes, and you guys had a lot. I think you had forty more uncontested possessions. Just I haven't seen us. No, I, I lie. I think the Port Adelaide game, we probably, <laughs> we probably conceded six unanswered goals against Port Adelaide, but it was just, uh, like, it was beside myself. I couldn't believe what I was yeah. sort of watching in, the, in that little, in that in that sort of period of play. And at, at the end of the day, that's that's what broke the game open. That's that's where that's where yeah. the game was lost. And it was. It was disappointing to come out after the break. It, it was, you know, for you guys, it was, a, it was a kick or two in it and it was anyone's game. And then it was just sort of, yeah, ripped open and, Dogs took off. So. Yeah, so that was that was obviously a big thing and, and the main mm. thing they didn't like. But Steffi, it's, I know it's I know it's a hard hard task to find something that you <laughs> didn't like about the dogs game. But is, was there anything that you could nitpick out of the game for the Look, dogs? I'll nitpick. Yeah, I will. And and I'll I'll go with again. It's it's a credit to to Lever and May being so solid down back for us. But they our tall forwards, you know, Bruce and uh, when he was down forward and Norton didn't have much impact at all. In, in the game and, and yes, you know, our, our small forwards, McLean and, and Bont kicked a couple and, and Mitchie, but our tall forwards, Aaron and, and Bruce, they, Joshy Bruce, they didn't have an impact and, and that was solidly through to Lever and May being being really, really solid down back. So remember last week that you said if uh, if Brucey was playing that he had to get out of Norton's <laughs> way. Do you think... Get out of the can, Norton's <laughs> way. <laughs> can they coexist in the same forward line? I'd like to think so. We've also got Shaki as well, Tim yeah. as well. That's uh, you know, he, he's there and he's someone that yeah, can can the two or three of them play together? When when Norton was out injured, Bruce really stood up when it was him and Shaki in, and we've obviously got Tory Dixon, another one that that's sort of hanging around. We don't know where he's where at. Is so he? what's he doing? Well, whether he's uh, injured or whether he's just being rested and managed, not not sure. There hasn't been much about him that, that I'm aware of, but he is also, you know, a bit older as well. So whether there's some younger guns that are running around ahead of him is, is potential. Sam Lloyd's another one, Tim, that, yeah. that has, you know, in, in and out. And still, a couple, still a well, he's, he's still, we all know that he's actually still living off. His success from that uh, that got, <laughs> game, match, match winning game against uh, <laughs> against Sydney when he was playing we know for the he's Tigers. Got clutch, so. don't we? Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that would probably be my big thing. Whether yeah. they can coexist, it's a yeah something to watch for sure. So Timmy, I don't know if you'd be happy with this though. This might be another one to add to your list of things you didn't like about this week. With I feel like the D's have been bashed a little bit in the media. Well, yeah, you, you've kind of uh, yeah. Really taking the words out of my mouth in this next bit because it is the next thing that I just briefly want to talk about. There was plenty not to like in that game, but you know what? Immediately after that, I saw a couple of articles on on afl.com.au that really again proves that they love Melbourne being the uh, you know the communal punching bag, and it doesn't take much for them to, to to really target us. And one of the first things was 
And look, I, I get that he's trying to be a shock jock. Well, not that this was really a yeah. revelation, but Kane Corns, again, giving us a good whack about the D's getting ahead of ourselves about that game. And, and if you listen to that, it was on that uh, the round so far little video, and he mm. talks about how how the D's once again have gotten ahead of themselves because they, they did the hard work in the first half and then just expected that the second half, like they expected it all to fall their way in the second half. And I just don't honestly think that we we would have that mentality. I, we, we've, we've copped our losses this season. We've, we've copped our sprays from our president. We've, we've done, you know, we've copped our first share of wax. I don't think that any of those players would have gone in there at halftime thinking we've got this one. They would have been happy with like, sweet, we've closed out the quarter. We've done, you know, we've, we've put ourselves yeah. in a good position, but at no point do I think that any of them would have gone in there with a big head thinking we don't have to do much to win this game because that was not the state of play you know, when we when that siren ended to to go into half time. So I don't know what he's talking about. Again, I think just easy targets and and again at the end of the round or the you know, the Sunday, the eight things that they learned, the first thing on the headline and, you know, big picture of the D's about the demons sucked everyone in again. But at the end of the day, we played twenty minutes of pretty shit football. And yes, it cost us a game and yes it was an important game to win. But at the I still think that we played three quarters of not bad football against a quality opposition. And mm. the whack that we're getting, it was like that that's our season, you know, absolutely in the bin just from that one performance, which I don't believe. Yes, it might have some ramifications on it. But, you know, I think just, you know, give it a break. <laughs> whether it's Tom Lynch or whether it's somebody else, they, yeah. I understand they need somebody to, to poke a stick at, but it just proves that it doesn't take much for them to tip them off when it comes to the D. So, yeah, that was another no. thing. What about you? Was there anything else that you didn't like? Yeah, I, I feel like towards the end there, the um, the D's put the pedal on a bit. Dogs let let their foot off again, I guess, off the accelerator a bit, and, and a few cheeky goals towards the end. And you know, obviously, our percentage is 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 low, and and often is it's one of our our issues. So, would have been nice to sort of have a bit of a bit of a higher percentage boost this round, but D's kept coming. All right, and now it gets to probably one of my favourite segments of the podcast is where we are giving out the McDonald's not official. Encouraging award, the one where we, we receive that free free happy meal or free small fries and small coke. But it's recognizing a player that might not get the best on or might not get in the boats, but somebody might not get in the boats, but somebody that you noticed for their little things that you know, their little one percenters, something that you really liked about their game. And and I'm gonna start with somebody that I gave a bit of a shout out at halftime on, on Instagram page, but Bailey Fritch, and not just because he's uh, from the local area, you know, Coldstream, not just because he came to our, our school, Steffi, and I might have marched <laughs> my Grade 5, 6 team out there to, just to get a photo with him, Neil that. Bullen, and uh, Josh Wagner. <laughs> not just because of that. But, I, look, I really liked his game, and he's been a dangerous forward who probably who doesn't capitalise on, on his opportunities, but he, he still threatens to, to, to tear the game open, and I think he did. He had a great first half playing a little bit up the ground, and he's a great user of the ball. But just that last quarter, man, like he took a couple of ripper grabs, you know, and remember that mark in the – I think that it was, was the a, one yeah. that he took probably about halfway through the last quarter, and that was that kick, I'm pretty sure, where the wind just pulled it right from the middle and just threw it out. Just absolutely carried it. Out. <laughs> we got a good un, good understanding about the uh, the old swirl there. But Bailey French, yeah. well done. Keep up the great work. And, yeah, enjoy, enjoy some, uh, some French fries and a Coke on me. <laughs> what about you, Steffi? Who's your who's your player? Well, my Mac is award. Tim's going 
to it to a guy that we've just it's been a solid pickup for us and I really love him and that's Hayden Crozier. We've had him this I think he's his third season now. And he's just he's come back from injury, which has been great to get him back out there. But he's just solid each week. And obviously with Dale Morris retiring and and you know, he's sort of our general down back. It's great now we've got Woody and Caleb Daniel, Bailey Williams stepped up and just having Hayden Crozier down there, he's, he's just solid each week and yeah, always with those one percenters second, third efforts, and, uh, yeah, really loving him and, and wrapped where you got him. Well, there we have it. Another week gone, another D's game reviewed. Steffi, thank you so much for joining me again. I know that uh, hopefully we can get you on again soon, even even to join as a maybe a neutral D supporter <laughs> and you can give us a bit of a yeah. neutral, I suppose, a neutral position on where you think the D's are at. But who, who have the dogs got Absolutely. next week? Timmy, we've got... Uh, Cats on Friday night, so it'll Ooh, be a tough one. Big blockbuster yeah. game, yeah. Well, I think uh, and we'll, the D's. Uh, we've got the Saints, which again is probably another mm. another really important game, and and yeah, probably much like it was last week against. I think it's the only other game that we've got against the side that is above us on the ladder. So really yeah. important again, and I know the Saints had a really tough loss against the Lions on the weekend, Indeed. so I'm sure they'll be raring to go. Against us, and you know, a much improved St Kilda this week. But no, thanks again, and uh, Pleasure, as, as, as promised, as promised from last week, I have I have sent you a box of fruity Lexio. It is coming in Australia Post. <laughs> um, I know that's what you you know when you messaged me and said that's what I want. Oh, yeah. I said all right, okay, four liters. You know, eight eight ninety nine for four liters. That's pretty <laughs> good value. So. Can't wait. So, no, awesome. But, no, really, really enjoyed. Uh, thanks again for, for this week, and we'll, uh, we'll chat again soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Go doggies. <laughs>